much for the opportunity to read your word and to have your word read us. We ask you, God, as we pour ourselves into your word and we pour your word into us. Change us by the power of your spirit. The word says that the lamp of the Lord, the lamp of a man's heart is the lamp of the Lord, God. He says all the expenses from our heart is the lamp. light and pour the oil. Light is on fire. We are the wick. That's not going to mean anything to you. 
However, let's read. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, lion seeking whom he may devour. Please give me attention. That word for sober there is not, not to be drunk. There's a few different words that mean sober, as in not drinking. That is not one of them. One of the terminologies that it could mean is not drunk, but more than anything else, that word means to be aware, alert, narrow thinking. Be smart. I have this thing that comes up in my life every two or three years. And it's so stupid. If I tell you about it, you're going to be like, Ryan, why are you so stupid? And my only answer is because I'm stupid. I walk with the Lord. I sanctify my life. I get out of my life. I get all this junk. And then all of a sudden, I'll hear a song. I'll go into a, uh, it happens usually with YouTube. I'll hear, I'll go into a restaurant or something, and they'll have some 70s music on, and I'll hear, like, um, an old YouTube song from the early days, from War or, uh, or, um, or the uh, um, Joshua Tree or some of the old stuff. And I'll be like, man, I remember that. Yes. No, because YouTube is Christian band. I don't know if you guys know this. The first two albums there were Christian music. I mean, I just go so far to say that I probably knew a Christian wasn't for that. Like, I didn't find out until later I was singing Christian music and I was singing these songs, some Christian songs, but then they stopped being Christian. So, if they're Christian, it's probably okay to sing music. And then all of a sudden, I'm listening to you too. And then I'll have a week or two where I'm listening to all the old YouTube stuff. And you never listen to We change. Oh, 
But there I am. Now here we trace it back a couple months before where I'm starting now. Was it some downward spiral and now I'm lost and out of control? Huh, the whole time I'm up here preaching, the spirit falling upon me, all the whole time I'm loving my wife and, and leading my kids, the whole time I'm in my glory every day and praying. It's not a matter of what the, they would call backslidden. It's not backslidden, not, not by a long shot. It's weakening what already exists. The Bible says to strengthen what remains. Pastor Bob used to always do this analogy. I remember the first time he said, so we start here, and you just, I mean, this is, one time I quoted to you guys A.W. Tozer. He said, the Christian walk is like an ice hill. Nobody slides up. It's a constant grind. You want to grow. You want to get just grinding and grinding. And I was five years in, you're like, oh, man, you're grinding. You're 10 years in. Why is it like that? I don't know. Here's what I do know. That 27 years later, I got baptized in 1994. Me and my wife were back at old friends from our old church. Most of them ain't doing it from that, guys. Most of them, divorces, broken marriages, and most of them ain't doing it no more. It's like, what happened? Who do you blame? Oh, the enemy got to them. Yeah, but I made myself weak enough for the enemy. I know that's a hard thing to think. Stay with me on these thoughts. We're going to make a cohesive way, not just to understand, but to go somewhere with it. That we never get better for it. Keep your place here and turn to the book of Job. We're going to come back here. Job is to the left, almost dead center of the Bible. We've gotten to the book of Psalms. We've just passed it. With visual imagination in mind, I want you to go through these things with me. Because for every for every story we're about to go to, it has to be a state of mind that you understand what's happening here. There was a man, there was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job. And that man was blameless and upright, one who feared God and shunned evil. Please give me your attention. Some would say this is the oldest book in the Bible. This book predates almost every other book written in the Bible. This is pre-law, meaning this was given before the law of Leviticus was given. Here is this man, one of the descendants of Abraham, who loved God. He was walking the walk. He was talking the talk. He was doing it. Are you with me? So thus, there should have been a shield all around him so no evil can get to him because we know that, right? Do we? Seven sons and three daughters were born to him. Also his possessions were 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 female donkeys, and a very large household. This man was the greatest of all the people of the East. Please keep in mind that word greatest is not the word that we use. God's the greatest of the world. When it says greatest, it means the largest, most prosperous, more. Like, let me tell you where that really gets weird. You talk to somebody, and there's a Bible verse where the Lord's talking, says, greater things than these you shall do. You guys know that verse, greater things than these? The Lord Jesus wasn't saying you're going to do greater things than him. He was saying you're going to do more in quantity. Because his time is limited. He ministry is three years. And people screw that up all the time when they say to me, go, just interpret the wrong that way. You're going to do greater things than go to the cross. Really? You must really be a great guy. Verse 4 And his sons would go and feast in their houses, each on his appointed day, and he would send and invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. So it was when the days of and run their course that Job would send and sanctify them, and he would rise early in the 
and offer burnt offerings according to the number of them all. For Job said that you need that my son be sin and curse God in your hearts. Thus Job did regularly. So whenever his sons and daughters would get together for a feast, just in case they got stupid and said something, God would just please forgive them. This is why called intercessory prayer. This is what we should be doing for our children and some of us grandchildren every single day. Not a day should go by when we don't pray for our kids. At the very least, pray, or very best, lay hands on them. I fill you with all the blessings of God and pray for Something to that effect every day. Job was like honor. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. See that word for sons of God? That is also a poor interpretation of that word. That word means angels. Angels. So, if you remember from the fall of man, if you want to look up later on, Ezekiel um, 28 and, and Isaiah chapter 12, this is the history of Satan. We're not going to cover that today. But you can look at the history of Satan. And, and one of the things that happened was the, the devil... When he became, when he went from Lucifer, the anointed angel, the beautiful one, the cherub who covers, when he went from that, he looked at God and he goes, I should be where he is. And Nicholas was found in him, and he decided to leave heaven. Actually, he didn't decide to leave heaven. God out. But one crazy thing happened. He took one third of the angels with him. One third of the angels said, I'm going. So these are not the wicked fallen angels, but these are God's soldier angels. These are the ones that stay loyal to God. And so apparently we're getting a little inside information here where in heaven there's a day where literally all the angels, you know, where have you been? Where have you done? Excellent. Keep going. You know, we don't know how that works. We don't know. We don't know when we get there. God, that's what we're doing, man. You know? But apparently the writer of this book knew something that was going on because this is a little weird here. This is a little weird. He has a little bit of insight to something that we don't have insight to. Again, verse 6, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came from among them. And the Lord said to Satan, from where do you come? Now, please give me your attention. We know that God is all done. We know that God is omniscient. We know that God is omnipotent. God is asking questions. Same thing he did to Adam in the garden. Where are you, Adam? He knew exactly where he was. What are you going to say? When the Lord says to you, where are you? What are you going to say? He's saying, well, the boss is a rock of failure. I'm nothing about you, God. Please continue to fill me with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, anybody here going to tell God how great they are? Please. But Satan had an answer. And you know what his answer was? truth. This is one of the only times that Satan tells the truth. So Satan answered the Lord and said, I'm going to and fro on the earth, walking back and forth. But we just read in 1 Peter. He's a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Where you been, boy? Come on. I want you to, I want you to come into this thing with me a little bit. Don't stand on the outside. Come on. I want you to visualize yourself there. You're watching this thing of God. The angels are there. And all of a sudden, all these angels are lining up. And who knows? They're dressed in black. They have a sword and a shield. Yes, sir. They got under on And all of a sudden, there's that little. Now, who knows how he's dressed? Now, who knows what he looks like? He's popping his head with God. Who knows his plan? Who knows that? Listen to that. Listen to the eeriness. It's just fun. To grow on the earth, walking back and forth on Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? There's none like him on earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil. Now, Satan did what Satan always does. You know what he did? He told half the truth. He told the whole truth. You know what he'd say? So, you know, I was going back and forth, and I found this dude that's really blessed. His life up, but for some reason, I feel And what little insights we have here. Who here is blessed and filled and life 
good, man. Why? If I'm living the life of Christ, why am I getting attacked? Well, you just learned one thing. You're only getting attacked because God's living in your life. And two, because Satan hates your guts, man. He hates you. You're in a place you want to be, but you're not. You're on your way to heaven. He knows where he's on his way to. If you haven't read the book of Revelation, you know where he's on his way to? A lake that burns with fire where you're going to get chained up and thrown in forever and ever and ever. He knows he's on his way there. And he's trying to take as many people as he can with him. Are you understanding this thing yet? Are you starting to see the scope of this thing? This is an eerie story, man. This is weird and it's strange. Real. A no parable. The Satan answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not made a hedge around him, around his household, and around all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands, and his possessions you have increased in the land. <laughs> it's so crazy because he's playing what the word known as coy. He's playing coy. What do you mean? Folks, look around. Really? Have you considered my servant Job? Who? Job. Blanks, upright. And finally, grace he goes, Well, of course he loves you! Of course! Look at you, you and I can't get here! This is, I mean, he just vomits this stuff out. And before him, he's just but now stretch out your hand and touch all that he has surely curse you your face the Lord said to say behold all that he has is in your power only do not lay a hand on this person oh my goodness do you see what happens here now, some of you guys might not like this. Some of you guys might actually see this as like, you're like, if I'm not a Christian and I'm reading this, and I haven't tasted and seen that the Lord is good, if I don't believe that everything that's happened in my life has happened for good for those who love him, if I don't believe any of these things, I read this and I go, oh, that's where I'm at, right? My life's gaining you're not. Yeah, go ahead, Satan. Do what you want with him. Just don't you think. No thanks. Not interested. I'll stay in the world and enjoy my You know what I'm saying? But I knew from the goodness of God. I have tasted and seen that the Lord is good. I know that all things work together for good to them that love God and those who hold according to his purpose. I believe that the plan that God has is good and not give me a hope and a future. So I say the same thing that Mary, the mother of Christ, says every time I get a chance. I say, Behold, I'm not saying and Mary, but I say the servant of the Lord. Whatever. And I don't say it willingly. I say it obediently. I don't say it desiring temptation and sin. I say it just like David said. Anything God just don't take your spirit from me. Just don't take your spirit from me. But God just said to see. Take whatever he has. Let's see what he's made of. Guys. That's what he says about you. And you want to know the worst thing? You know when Satan shows up to ask about you? Why do you have to just been listening to that crappy music so much? There's just a little crack in your defense, man. It's just a chink in the armor. You know what? <sighs> Why did I waste my time? He's got mad at me? Of course not. Hey, I'm sure God's listen to any music you want. It's not going to change my life for you. It's not really good for you. You see, all things are possible. All things are permissible. It's not all things are profitable. Ah. I just, sometimes I, I, I like, look, look, I've been really good, man. I've been really good. What's a big deal if I spend a day listening to foreigners? Foreigners, it's innocuous music, man. It's not like Satan music. Dirty white boy, dirty white boy. 
I'm a dirty white boy. My wife told me to stop. Now listen to what happens to this poor guy. Now there was this day when the sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house. And the messenger came to Job. He said, the oxen were plowing and the donkeys feeding beside them. And the Sabines raided them and took them away. Indeed, they had killed the servants with the edge of the sword. And I alone escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another also came and said, The fire of God fell from heaven and burned up the sheep and the servants who consumed them. And I alone escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another also came and said to the Chaldeans, or said, I'm sorry, and said the Chaldeans formed three bands, raided the camels, and took them away. Yes, and killed the servants with the edge of the sword, and I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another also came and said, Your sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house, and suddenly a great wind came from across the wilderness and struck the four corners of the house. It fell on the right and they all Trials of Job, don't you ever put yourself in Job's position. Unless in one fell swoop, you've lost all that you have and all that you have. Yeah, really great movie. Does anybody here like, yeah, in the 60s and 70s, there was a, 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 a comedian named Richard Pryor. And he was so funny that he used to do movies. Because everything he did change. Like, he could say anything at time. He would be like, wow, hilarious. And he did this movie called, um, I don't remember the name of it, but he, he plays this guy that goes to um, Vietnam. And him and this other dude are really best friends, and they torture them both. And one guy, and he, and he gives the guy up. The, 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 the Vietnamese want him to, to sign his rights away, and if he doesn't, they're going to kill his friend. So he signs that he, he condemns the U.S. government so that they'll rescue his friend, but they don't rescue him again. It's a whole sad, sad thing. He gets back from Vietnam, and his wife is left, and the bank is, is reported, everything. and they put him, and do you think you need a uh, psychiatric help? So he, uh, he says, yeah, you know, he, he um, goes to the psychiatrist, and he sits down, and, and the guy's like, you know, he's one of those pipe smoking. Somebody. You want to talk about any of your problems. Kind of the movie just focused on his face and just he just starts to crack up. Like what? Imagine Joe. Yo, you need counseling. Tell me what the hell you. You know what I'm saying? Like what is? Have you ever been in that place? Like have, me, me and Austin have the same yo yo, and the hits keep coming. And the heads keep like, what next? What's next? Anybody? Verse 20, then Job arose, pulled his robe, shaved his head, and fell to the ground worship, and said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this, Job did not sin, nor charge God. If you've read that, you don't feel like the worst thing in the entire world. Like, I'm telling you, I have a bad day because Tucker Carlson isn't on the show. Friday, Tucker Carlson did. There's some real candy guy hosting the show. It's like, ah, man, that guy's ruined. Will Kane? Where's Tucker? Is he on vacation again? Talk about first world problems. Me and my wife, we like uh, four friends. You like four friends? Seeds of like barbecue spicy four friends. You know what the problem is? When I'm eating them, I can't hear the TV. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Like, I love these things, but I kind of watch TV. I mean, yeah. <laughs> hey, for homework, I suggest you read the rest of Joe. At least read the next couple of chapters, because it's like 60 chapters of, of Job's friends pontificating with really bad advice. But it ends up, and you're just like, that was so good. At the end of that story, 
Job looks and goes, I'd be so good. Read it for yourself. Come back to First Peter, please. We're painting a picture, guys. That's only one part of the picture we're painting. It could be the end of the Bible study, but yet it is not. Verse 9 is where we left off in 1 Peter chapter 5. Resisting steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. Leave your place here. We are again going to come back. Turn to Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4, that's only a handful of pages to the left. That's the third book of the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke chapter 4. We're going to start in verse 1. I have to set this up. It's the beginning of the Lord's ministry. He's gone through all this stuff as a kid. Finally, he comes to the place. Some people call it the place of accountability. And he dedicates his life to serving God. He gets it. I think this is right before his baptism, if I remember correctly. I could be missing up his chronology there. But he goes into the wilderness. He's been praying. He's been fasting. He's at physically his weakest, spiritually his strongest. It's hot. Like, really hot. It's standing and windy. There's snakes and scorpions. He has got a tunic on and a, a turban and a wrap on his face because everywhere you walk in the desert, sand in your eyes, you have to. Constantly, and he's been fasting. If you've not fasted, man, I hate fasting. Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being tempted forty days by the devil. In those days, he ate nothing, and afterward, when they had ended, he was hungry. See that word for hungry there? That's not like me and Austin and Father went yesterday to Burger Stop. Highly recommended in Coconut Creek. I had this burger called the Vampire Slayer because it's garlic with garlic aioli. It's garlic upon you eat. Have you eaten that one, bro? I love the peanut butter burger there. Peanut butter jelly burger. But the, the Vampire Slayer. That's not that word. What you are right now is not that word. The Lord has been fasting from food for 40 days. That word for hunger there is near starvation. He has depleted all of the fat cells in his belly and in his body. His skin is tossed. He is vain. He is literally starting to digest himself. It is that word for in hunger in the, in the old death, in the um, in the old King James, and hunger means ready to start dying. You understand? Not that I'm hungry. It's like if you don't eat in the next day or two, your body will now start to digest its own stomach. All of your stomach is empty now, and you will get um what are those holes in your stomach called? Yes, it will start to ulcerate your entire stomach. You with me? A little different scene here now, right? And the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command the stone to become bread. Please give me your attention. That word for if there, better interpreted since. Now, I'm going to give you a little bit of um, Ken Graves' take on this thing. He said, I want you to think about this. The devil, defeated already by God, knows the end. He shows up and he sees Messiah, Savior. Maybe for the first time, and he shows up on the scene. Now, how do you think this guy's showing up? Is he showing up alone? I told you earlier, he's got like one third of the He shows up, and there they are. This guy. 
Think about this. He's looking down at this creature who's starving and trembling. If you've never, if you've ever fasted more than a couple of days, and you're, you're constantly getting your shakes and your sweats, and oh my goodness, he's looking. I imagine he'd look up to the Father. Satan would look up to the Father and go, This is what you sent? This? To beat me? Think about this. This is real. This ain't some polite little story. says, James, the brother of Christ, resists the devil to the free from Resist him steadfast in the faith, Peter said. Then the devil, taking him on a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, all this authority I will give you and that glory this has been delivered to me. I'll give it to whomever I wish. Therefore, you will worship for me. All will be yours. Let me tell you what he's saying there. Let me tell you what happened years ago. I had to go get my grandfather. I told him, don't eat this apple. It's fruit. I got to go out she made him sweetest apple pie with it. And now, this whole cross thing that they told you about is going to be really, really bad. You, God told you about it. What I want you to do just reach out. Sure, like like the scene from you guys remember that movie? What was the movie with Fossil Lion King? Right, remember when all the hyenas are I'm sure they're all lined up in the back there. Yeah. I'm sure they were all there, right? You gotta see this thing. I'm gonna tell you why you gotta see it. Not just for the entertainment value of it, not just for the seriousness of it, but this is what's happening in your life. And look at how he's coming at you. Your needs aren't met, desires aren't met. He's telling you the meek shall inherit the earth. You know what the meek inherit? Nothing! Don't get it! You don't go get it! Jesus answered and said to him, Get behind me, Satan. For it is written, 
shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. I wonder what was going on every time the Lord Jesus spoke the word of God at the devil. Wonder what I want to see that. I want that Blu-ray. They had to have words out of Blu-ray. I want to see that. Blu-ray over it. <laughs> that... Want the want the VHS tape for that? Betamax? Then they brought him to Jerusalem. Sent on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If the Son of God threw himself down from here, for it is written, shall give his angels charge over you to keep you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. I hate the fact that he's my song. I hate that. And Psalm 91 is my song. He dwells in the secret place of the most high shall
but I want to get another. But I said, no, and you can't do what I want you to do. Now, sorry to say this, but we're going to run a long way, so I don't get to the last part. Come back to Massachusetts, 1 Peter. Resist him steadfast in the faith that is speaking of the enemy, the devil himself. Resist him. Remember, we read, I said, resist the devil. He's steadfast in the faith because according to um, Ephesians, shield of faith and quench every fiery dart of the wicked one. Galatians. Shield of faith and quench every fiery dart of the wicked one. It's your belief in God. It's your belief that the power of God. Because, ready? He has not given you a spirit of fear. Fear is a spirit. You can be looking at the same situation two days in a row, right? One day you're looking at this situation, whether it's, again, financial, physical, whatever. And one day it's like, whatever, that's good. I don't care. Completely filled with faith, completely filled. The next day, same situation. Freaking out. I just got a phone call. Yesterday, we were fine. What's going on? I don't know. That's called the spirit of fear. You must lift the shield of faith to quench every fiery dart of the wicked one. That is not weakness on your part. That is not like, oh, God's punishing you now. Don't beat yourself up. God's not punishing you. God still loves you. He's putting you to a test to make you stronger. Why? That's the last thing I want to tell you. Stay with us, please, because we're going to do some more stuff. Knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. That's first Corinthians 10. Or no temptation is Caesar, except that it's common to man. God is faithful, you're not alone. Whatever it is that you're going through, it's other people that are going through it too. Why? That's what I'm going to answer. That's the last thing I'm going to answer. I've got to wait for that answer. You leave early and I'm But may the grace of all, of, of all, may the God of all grace who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus after you have suffered a while. I don't like that part. I circled in my Bible and right next to it. Why? I went to the church, man, and they told me that Christ is your Savior, everything's great after that, the devil can't touch you, if you just believe enough, you're not going to have to problem your bills, you're never going to get to Man, that's what I want. I don't want Christianity. I want Rose Garden. Not this whole side up in the Lord's army and fight and fight. I don't want that. I don't want it. I want a Rose Garden. Everything smells nice. But, but I want a rose garden where there's no thorns. Is that what you said? No thorns. After you suffer a while, respect, establish, strengthen, and study to bring you to glory and dominion forever and ever. He says, and then there, please, the last place we're going to turn, we will not be coming back here, so that means we want to finish up for next week. Turn to Acts chapter 19. That's even fewer pages to the left. Acts chapter 19, and verse 11. Book of Acts is right after the book of John. Acts 19 and 11. Now, when you understand how the devil works, the only thing you're really going to understand is that you don't understand anything at all. The deeper I go with this spiritual stuff, like one of the gifts of the spirit is what's called discernment of spirits, where you could actually sense a wicked darkness, a power. You can walk into a situation, you'd be praying with or for somebody, and your spirit was what, what they call in Christianity, it checks. And then it checks my spirit. I don't know. Something about that. For a dude, it could be like this. If you've ever met a woman who's not very attractive, but somehow you're really attracted to her, 
I'm not usually not into that kind of girl, but there's something about her that makes me. That's the spirit of perfection. Some women have that. They, they have a, a certain. Um, I don't remember the word, but I'll, I'll send you a letter. In verse 11 of chapter 19 of the book of Acts. Now God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul. Now this is super important. Where it says unusual miracles, that kind of implicates, implies, he's not going to do this again. It's really unusual for these things to happen. Miracles are not unusual, but the things that he did through Paul at the time were very unusual. And that's really important to understand that. Because a lot of weirdos try to do the things that Paul did that we're about to read, and they just look like morons doing it. But they have the crowd. There's this one dude, he takes his jacket off, and he starts swinging it around, and he waves at people, and they all fall down. Whoa! What's that dude's name? Huh? Benny Hinn. He, 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 he makes like snowballs and he throws them. And it hits close. <laughs> and they start shaking and it goes down to the ground and they're like, that glorifies God so much. Tell me how we look. God worked unusual miracles by the hands of Paul so that even handkerchiefs or aprons were brought from his body to the sick. And the diseases left them, and the evil spirits went out of them. And some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists took it upon themselves to call on the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits. Please, before we finish that verse, it is super important to understand. 1 Corinthians chapter 16 says this. With evil things, I want you to be With good things, I want you to be wise. When you are, the God of peace will crush Satan on you if you shorten. Listen to me. Listen to what I tell you now. And nobody here rebuking him. You are no match. You will get destroyed. I rebuke you, Satan. You ain't rebuking nobody. The Lord rebuke you, Satan. That's the only thing that should ever come from you and I. But you cannot rebuke Satan. These people that we're about to be found out are powerless. You must with the spirit of faith, the power of God, the faith of God, the belief in God. The, 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 the verses you must throw at him. No, if you're on my chain, I sent out a verse this morning. He has made me glad through the work of his hands. I've, I've shared with you guys my struggles in the last year with. Since COVID, with depression and anxiety and stuff. But, but I keep pronouncing, he has made me glad by the work of his hand and calling those things that are not as though they are. I'm not taking ownership over anything. I'm not me. I can't tie my shoes without God. So these Jewish exorcists. They, they heard about what Paul did. They heard about what the Lord Jesus did. So here's what they're going to do. They go, hmm. There's no magic in this here. There's no magic in this. I heard him say, Abracadabra. There's money in here. Send your kids over here, and we will get them off drugs. We will stop them from drinking. Our program will help you. This is exactly what they saw. Then you can hear who cast out the demon. There's an amazing story in the Bible. I wish we had time because this is about the two hour Bible study. I'm going to cut it short. Anyone know the story of the witch of Endor? It's a great story. Saul, he consults a demon. Wants to hear the future. She does a seance to call up 
scandal from the dead. And she goes, okay, we're going to just this conjuring. And he actually appears, and she's like, ah! This makes a lot Crazy thing. This is what happens here. Exact same thing. Hmm. Magic story. So, then some of the itinerant Jewish exorcists, verse 13, took it upon themselves to call the name of the Lord Jesus over those who had evil spirits, saying, We exercise you by Jesus, whom Paul preaches. Also, there were seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish priest. I'm sorry, the Jewish chief priest who did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know. But who are you? Then the man in whom the evil spirit was leapt on them, overpowered them, prevailed against them, so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. Is this in the Bible? I mean, this is like, this is my best borderline ridiculous. Let's say more on let's say really ridiculous. I cast out demons in the name of Jesus whom the guy called Jesus. And he was the same. Here um I I generate Jewish exorcists. You think it's like the chief priest? Gets up, beats his breath at him, rips their clothes up, and they come out running out of the house. And wherever we're like, look at it! Application? Application? When it comes to evil things, God will lead you to the parts of this thing. Don't jump into it. If God's calling you to go to somebody's house and anoint the house with oil and pray over the house with cleansing, if God calls you to lay hands on somebody, to pray for them, to cast out a demon, don't do it without talking to somebody. Because you might get your butt kicked and make them worse for that person. Because I've seen this happen before in our life. Be careful about it. Until you are a little more. Go with a few people. Take a couple brothers or sisters with you. And sisters usually have that indication a whole lot better than brothers. You've got to be careful on that Because this ain't nothing to play with. Because the devil is a roaring lion going to and fro, seeking whom he may devour, looking down upon you, and you each other's. And now I go through the whole thing I just did. But here's the question. Why? Why? All because I listened to some YouTube music for a week? No. 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 I'm saying how I got this thing. This day I got a phone call. Some of my brother's son and brother called me up from some land. I don't know what you're I'm feeling like suicidal right now. Thank you. 
night last night, the movie you watched, please are letting me go through these things. If you can minister to others, I can minister to this brother this morning. I realized he went to the cross, didn't he? Did he do anything wrong? Did he listen to YouTube? And that's why, well, I'm telling you why you got to go to the cross, son, because you listen to bad music. He went there to suffer death so we didn't have to. And now he asks us to do the same. Hey, is it okay if I absolutely wreck your life, destroy your marriage, put you through the worst possible thing, just so you can minister to others who are going through the same thing? Not my life. Use somebody else's life. And he might even say, yeah, let's take a little bit Because I'm going to the best this job. I'm not going to kill I don't get this. Well, here's why you don't get this. Because you haven't realized yet, this is temporary. He knows it's temporary. Do you know it's temporary? Are you still so in love with planet Earth? You're only here for a little while in the click of eternity. And he says, I'm going to use you up so there's nothing left of you. Are you okay with this or not? Are you playing with the plan or not? And I'm honestly like, I don't know, man, I don't know. And 
by bare moment, every word that was speaking about the gospel. I pray for every single person here that's been affected by this verse. God, I especially pray for the married couples that are in here and can't figure out why they can't get their crap together. God, use their trials, their problems to help other couples. And God, you never quit. Never quit. Thank you so much for Jesus. This world that you've given us today. Life changing. Thank you, God, for all those that have suffered just so high. You make through this. I have nothing else to say except you hold the soul of the most high God. You look me off in my life. Thank you.